Greetings, friends. On this episode of Putting Attention to Intention, we're talking about blowing out the flame on your life. It's when you've accomplished all of these things that you've set out to accomplish. And when you achieve them, you're left feeling unfulfilled, miserable, and depleted. On this episode, we're talking about how you can show up for yourself and set intention to your life while achieving all of these other things you've set out to. Join me now. Welcome to our community, friends. I am thrilled that you have found your way here. If you're feeling frustrated, unfulfilled, as if you're just going through the motions of life, you have made your way to the right place. My name is Megan Miller, culture warrior who is intrinsically curious with a passion for purposeful community and someone who at one point was sleepwalking my way through life. Together, we will share small, practical steps that'll help you maximize how you show up in the world to create a life that you're passionate about. Welcome to Putting Attention to Intention. So I started reading a new book, Year of Yes, written by Shonda Rhimes. And she talks about how on the surface, she was successful. She had two hit TV shows, uh, getting on her way to a third hit TV show. So she really owned the prime Thursday night TV slot. She was a single mother raising three children. She had more money than she knew what to do with. And here she was at the height of this so-called fame, and she was miserable. And she talks about how she felt guilty about it. We think that if we're not poverty stricken, not know how we're going to put a roof over our head or a meal on the table, or we're kidnapped, or we're dealing with some deep tragedy, that we don't have the right to be miserable. And I've heard these same sentiments from those that we look up to as having it all. Will Smith, he has come out publicly and said that at the height of his career, when he was making the most money and the most fame, he was miserable. And the same with Damon John from Shark Tank. Uh, I was on a webinar, a webinar listening to him, and he had talked about at the height of his businesses and when all of he when he was having all of this financial success, here he was feeling empty, depleted, and miserable. And my friends, I ask you, how true is this in your life? For me, it's been around the accomplishments for work. You know, I had I kept telling myself that I I was working to get to this this certain level within the organization. And it's why I was putting in all of this time, blood, sweat, and tears. And when I finally got there and I got my last promotion, 
my girlfriend said to me, you know, listen, you don't you don't really seem that excited for something that you've worked so hard for. And I replied to her, you know, yeah, it's just not as fulfilling as I thought it would be. I was raised by a single mother who worked her ass off for her family, and I inherited that trait. I was so focused on being a corporate A player, getting that promotion, getting that recognition, getting that job, that next thing that I allowed it to consume me. And it was the focus of my life. And when you get that thing that you've been working so hard for, you know, that that thing that's going to make you feel fulfilled and it doesn't feel as good as you think it should because you're so unfulfilled in all these other areas of your life that you've left dormant on your way to this thing. You know, I was talking to a, a girlfriend of mine this week and, and she had said to me, Meg, my, my dad had said to me this week that when did you stop forgetting to have fun? And she said, you know, it was such a pivotal moment because I thought about how true that is. And I've become so focused on hitting these achievements that it's taken the fun out of life and out of me and all of this stress and pressure in my life is, is self-induced. I put it on myself. And when she said that, it was like we were in a church service. My hands like flew up in the air. I about raised out of my seat. And I said, ah, that is so true in my life. There are so many times I can reference about how I put all this undue stress and anxiety on myself. And most recently, you know, we had family down and the clock was ticking on Sunday afternoon. I could feel myself tensing up and thinking, okay, like, like time to go. It's time for me to prep for tomorrow. And I was so focused on thinking about what I had to do that I could feel myself being out of the moment and having a full on conversation with myself about all of these things that I had to do. And it was no one's expectation of me. It was me creating it. And we create these ideas that nothing in life is worth having unless it's hard and we don't deserve it, unless it's a constant uphill battle to achieve. We create these suffocating nooses around our neck and this whole thought process that we can't have fun along the way to achievement. It's so easy to begin to lose yourself and you don't even realize it until you're in over your head. For me, it, it was the work piece. I got wrapped up in the recognition, the praise. It was kind of like a drug where I would just work so hard for this praise. I was the first one there in the morning and the last one there at night. And it was really the first thing in my life that I can remember that I was really good at. And so I just drowned myself in it. I remember I would work, I would work all day. 
I would come home. I would eat some shit microwave food. I would go to bed and I would do it all over again and again and again. And it just got so exhausting. And I began to say no to all of these other things in my life. No to seeing friends. No to the family obligation. No to dating anyone seriously. No to taking any time for me. And losing yourself doesn't happen all at once. Losing yourself happens gradually with every no you give. My friends, what are you saying no to in your life that has you beginning to lose yourself? What I want to talk to you about today is how you can have fun along the road to achievement and how you can keep those drawers of your life full. A great life isn't something we experience. It's something we create and we get intentional about how we show up in it. When I think about how my life began to seem more fulfilling um, and there was more happiness in it, there were three main areas that I began to focus on. One was taking the time to build relationships. My MO used to be, I was notorious for this. You ever end a conversation with someone and you're like, yeah, let's get together for coffee or that drink where you know in your head you are not picking up the phone or making the initiative. Like, you know, it's not going to happen. It's just a courtesy. I would do that shit all the time. Even if I had a really good time and I did want to see you again, I just wouldn't make the initiative to get together, return the call, pick up the phone. And that's because I was all too consumed in my own life. And when I began to take the time to make the connection and make the time for friends and family a priority, it's amazing how happier I began to be. It's And it's the things we take for granted that you don't even realize you're missing until you have them and you think, God, I missed that. The laughter, the memories, the true and authentic conversations and connections. And within the last year, I've added my commute time home from the office as my time to catch up with friends and family. It's when I make that call that I've been meaning to make. And if you don't have a commute, if you're not going into the office, if you're at home, use your use your time at the grocery store to place that call or get out at night and do a walk around your block and make that call while you're getting outside. And, you know, those times when I'm coming home from work and I I place those calls, when I do that, I walk into our house feeling happier, loved, and that I made someone feel loved. When was the last time you picked up the phone and you made the call to that friend that's been on your mind? Do it. Secondly, health. 
So first, making time to build relationships, the connection with my friends and family. Secondly, health. So for the past decade or so, I've been dedicated to moving my body in the morning with a form of working out. It has been a habit. However, one of the I was one of those people that would gorge myself on as much shit food as I could throw down my throat. My Friday MO and oh my God, I remember this. I even remember the Domino's store every Friday. Every Friday, I would bust out of the office because I would beeline my way to Domino's to get a pizza and a cheesy bread. And I would sit in front of the TV and I ate almost the whole damn thing. And then Saturday, I would go to the giant and I would pick up sticky buns and mac and cheese. And why, why like those two things ever went together in my mind is beyond me. But hey, they sure as hell did. And it's at that moment that I thought, hey, I'm treating myself. I worked hard this week. I deserve it. But in actuality, I was just shoving down these feelings of unhappiness and feeling unfulfilled with food. And Shonda Rhimes actually talks about this in her year of yes, that in the height of her career, she was the largest she ever was, which really was creating almost like a safety net around her. And when I started to change my eating habits, I felt less bloated. I felt more energetic. I felt more like me. And this week ahead, as you're eating your meals, just just keep the thought to yourself as to why you're eating it. It may be for other reasons than what you think. Thirdly, my self-worth, you could call it your mental wellness or even just something as simple as happiness. So firstly, working on my relationships and connection. Secondly, working on my health, what I was eating. And third, working on my self-worth. And for the longest time, my weekends would look like this. I would get super drunk. Um, I would eat like shit. And then I would cocoon in my apartment the next day with a massive hangover. And I wouldn't leave the house until I went to eat some fast food. And that was almost every weekend on repeat. Well, no wonder I felt like shit. I had told myself that this was my treat for a long week of work, but it actually was just digging this hole of despair even deeper. When I began to really feel a shift in my self-worth and, and happiness, it's when I began to consistently block time to do the things I love. And to tell you, I didn't even realize what I loved for the longest time. You know, I had that conversation with my girlfriend of mine and I was 36 at the time. And when she asked me what I wanted in life, I gave some bullshit answer and she called me on it. And I thought, oh, my, I don't even have a hobby. How sad is this? So I've really been focused on putting intention and being aware to what makes me happy and infusing more time of that ritually into my schedule. So for me, the things that make me happy 
as reading. I do that every night, uh, trail runs. And now it's walking with Michael since Michael's in my life, you know, so talking about getting the Sunday hives and the Ajit, I had started to get that. And he had said to me, hey, Meg, you want to go for a walk? And we did. And we had a great long walk, a long talk off the screens. And I came home feeling much more fulfilled, content in love. Spiritual readings and continued evolution has been so paramount in having me feel uh, fulfilled and happy. And for me, that means a five-minute meditation in the morning. It means listening to the works of Gabby Bernstein, listening to her podcasts, making the time for me just to feel more spiritually aware and sound. So my friends, what truly makes you happy? One, do you know what it is? And two, are you making it a ritual in your life to do it? You are the only one who can make you happy. And if we're not intentional, we can fall into the trap of looking for others' approval or achievement to fulfill us. Thank you for taking the time to be here. And most importantly, for taking the first step in investing in yourself. If you liked what you heard, please do share with your tribe. I'm a huge believer in the power of sharing content, especially when that message is around putting power back into your own life. I would love to hear from you all. If this episode meant something to you, or you'd like to share something with our community, please reach out to me on Instagram, megan.b.miller, or email me at megan at megan-miller.com. Also, if you feel inclined, please comment and rate the podcast. It does make a difference in sharing our community. Till next time, carry on with intention.